0: Hello everyone. My name is Rick Rick Van Bruggen from Neo Technology, and uh, here we are again recording a Neo4j Graph Database podcast. Um, it's been a while since we've been doing recordings, and tonight I'm joined by Will Lyon, all the way from California. Hi, Will.
1: Hi, Rick. Hey. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, good to have you on the call. Uh, thank you for uh, for joining us. Will, um, I've I've read a bunch of your blog posts, and you know I've seen a bunch of your work, but many people may not have. Uh, seen it yet. So why don't you introduce yourself to get
1: us going? Sure, thanks. Uh, Yeah, well, I'm Will Lyon. I'm on the developer relations team at Neo. Um, That means that it's my job to help encourage awareness and and drive adoption of Neo4j and also graph databases in general. Um, So I do this by writing blog posts uh, that, that talk about Neo4j and graph databases, building cool demo apps, uh, integrating with other technologies, proving out new use cases. Uh, so for an example, earlier this week, I was at uh, the QCon conference in, in San Francisco talking to our users there. Uh, tomorrow I'll be giving a, a webinar about using Neo4j and MongoDB together.
0: Wow, super cool! And
1: how long have you been working with Neo? Uh, you know, just as a community member, uh, will quite some time, right? Uh, quite some time, yeah. I, I joined the company just in in September, so I've been with uh, with Neo Technology for about two months now. Prior to that, I was working as a, a software developer for a couple of startups, um, and always trying to always trying to work Neo into uh, into the job. That's very cool. Uh,
0: well, you know, that, that also immediately begs the question, why, right? I mean, why, why were you trying to work Neo into your job all the time? You know, what attracted you to it,
1: uh, I suppose? Sure. Yeah, well, the, so the first time I was exposed to Neo um, was a few years ago at a, at a hackathon um, over the weekend. And the, the team I was working with, we needed a project. And we had read, read a blog post about building recommender systems with, with Neo4j, this, this graph database thing. And I, I didn't know anything about uh, graph databases or, or collaborative filtering recommender systems, but I thought it sounded interesting. So we we tackled this project uh, over the course of the hackathon and and we were able to build a GitHub repository recommender system. So it looked at your previous activity on GitHub as a, an open-source contributor, uh, and recommended other repositories that you might be interested in. Um, and it, it was a really fun project to, to put together, and I was amazed at, at sort of how easy it was to to get going with, with Neo4j and, and Cypher, the query language, and actually build this this application that at the end of the weekend it it worked, and, and we went on to actually uh, win the hackathon. Wow. So That's I was cool. sort of... Uh, yeah, I, I was... Uh, Sort of hooked from that point on. Um, what I what I really liked about Neo is the the way that you think about the data model uh, with, with graph data is very close to how we think about data in the real world, right? So you have this very close mental map. Uh, it seems very very intuitive when we're thinking about our data model. So so for example, um, you know Rick is my co-worker I'm at a conference the conference is in San Francisco these are all um, entity nodes and, and relationships um, and so I yeah, so it, it seems very easy to express very complex data models. Um, we don't we don't have this you know weird transformation that we have to go through.
0: Absolutely. So so what made it so productive then to to implement that recommender system? You know, what what what, what was it that made? Is it just a model, or is it also Cypher, or what 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 made it so so easy to develop with uh, in in that particular
1: case? mm mm-hmm. Sure. I I think. Uh, really, cipher was the, the the biggest thing for us, and, and just being able to define the problem that we were trying to solve as a traversal through this graph, and being able to um, very clearly define that uh, pattern in a cipher query and and get that back right away. It was um, it was actually very easy to, to build something that was not 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 quite trivial.
0: Yeah, no, I understand. Well I've seen some of your other uh, you know hackathon works like like for example that thing that you built to to fire multiple cypher queries and uh, and you know now you're working on something really interesting to import csvs you told me
1: right Sure so um, so on, on the developer relations team one thing that that we're focused on is the new user experience so for for users seeing Neo4j for the first time Um, what's the first thing they want to do? Well, a lot of times that's play with their own data. Um, And so we're, we're trying to make that process of importing your data into Neo4j much easier. So one of the projects I'm working on is a web application that guides the user through the process of converting their CSV files into a graph data model, and then allows you to quickly execute those against a Neo4j instance to import your data.
0: You mean it's going to be even easier than with low TSP. then? That's right, exactly. (laughs) That's super cool. I mean, I've been with Neo a couple of years now, and when I started, it was a brutal experience. Uh, And, uh, you know, it's gotten so much easier, and it's going to get even more easy. So that's uh, that's great to hear. Uh, Thanks for that.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Very cool. So, Will, you know, one of the other topics that we always cover on this podcast is, you know, where is it going? You know, what, what are like the big things that you see coming up and that, that you would love to to, to see happen in, uh, you know, graphistania, as we as we call it <laughs> sometimes? Uh, you know, w- w- where, where do you see this going? What's your perspective on that?
1: Sure. Well, I, I think we're at a, a really interesting time now where we're seeing lots of improvements um, in the technology Neo4j, graph databases in general around um, around performance, but also around the APIs that we're using to interact with uh, with graph data. So things like um, like, like Cypher, it's becoming much cleaner, uh, much easier to work with. And I think this, this investment in the technology is really indicative of a larger trend in applications in general. Uh, users are expecting more uh, from our applications. So, so let's take e-commerce as an example. Uh, browsing and and searching and filtering are are great, but users are really expecting things like personalized recommendations in, in their e-commerce platform. And you know, a great way to generate those is is with a graph database. Um, same with things like uh, content delivery. We expect uh, personalized content recommendations. So I really think we're seeing the case where Going forward, we're gonna see graph databases used in more and more applications, um, used alongside more and more technologies, and it will, will feel very natural and, and easy to use Neo4j in your, in your modern uh, application stack.
0: Does that mean that, you know, things like uh, availability of Neo4j to other, you know, um, development platforms as well, you know, that not just Java, but .NET and all those types of things as well, is that part of that?
1: Sure, I, I, absolutely. And I, and I think with, with Cypher, that's, that's becoming much easier now. Is it, It's very easy to, to shoot a Cypher script um, to Neo4j, Neo4j server from a .NET environment, from a, a Python application. Um, we're really seeing a, a standardization around the, the API there.
0: Well, I'm uh, really looking forward to it, uh, as you are, I imagine. And uh, (laughs) um, what I'll do is, uh, you know, when when we write up the podcast and transcribe it, uh, we'll put a bunch of links to uh, some of your work and and the other developer evangelists' uh, work uh, in the articles so that people can find their way around even more easily. So thank you so much, uh, Will, for coming on the podcast. Really appreciate it. I'll wrap up here, and uh, I look forward to seeing you at uh, an event very soon.
1: Great. Thanks a lot, Rick.
0: Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.